Hi guys, I'm back. All right. So we are here today, Scott and I, to tell you the birth story of our sweet new baby girl, Parker Sage. Listen, I know this episode is not going to be for everybody. There's probably a lot of you that are like, ew, gross, a birth story. Why would I listen to that? But there's also a lot of you that are like, oh, I love this stuff. Like, give me all of the details of the birth story. So we obviously are not that graphic, but we talk about just the whole thing of like going into labor, going to the hospital, blah, blah, blah. We also talk about her name and how we came up with it and what it means to us and all of that good stuff. But look, Scott and I have been getting like not a lot of sleep this week. So we were for sure deliriously tired when we recorded this, but we just wanted to like still like connect with you guys and put this out there. So you are in the loop with what is going on. And we are just like really excited and just so thankful for all the support that we've been getting. So enjoy. Hi, everybody. We're here. What's up, party people? We're live. It's just Caitlin and Scott. We're here to tell you that we had the baby. Well, I had the baby. Scott watched. (laughs) (laughs) She's here with that. Well, she's not here. She's being held upstairs by her grandma, but she's here on the earth. She was on the earth before, but you know what I mean? (laughs) She's breathing air, (laughs) oxygen, eating do you want to start? Whatever. <laughs> oh, and there she is. And I'm coughing. <clears throat> okay, continue. All right, me. I was talking. So she's here. We had the baby. So the last time that we were here was two weeks ago, right? We released an episode. Is that two weeks ago? I think it was I think it was two weeks ago. Wow. And I was in like a ton of pain saying that I was having these back spasms and whatever. That night. After we finished recording, I ended up in the hospital because back spasms became so, so, so intense and kind of coming at regular intervals that I called my OB about it. And she was like, well, let's make sure it's not like back labor or something. And so like we ended up in the hospital. It obviously wasn't back labor, but like it was the worst pain. It was really, really, really bad. It was so, listen, <laughs> The la- the whole pregnancy was really, really hard, like really hard. The last, whatever, Six months. month of it, <laughs> the last month of it was like, like it truly was like nothing I'd ever experienced. Did it, we talk about this at all in the last episode? Yeah, I talked all about the back, the back story, remember? Yeah, yeah. It was the back story about the back or what was uh, it? Yeah. There was something that was, it was, I mean, not funny, but. I can't explain it. Like watching, there's basically, basically a baby kicking your displaced rib for a month. It was really horrendous pain. But like, so I was really not in good shape. I was not in good shape. And then, you know, and also like, just like everything, like, you know, nausea. And I just like, I had a ton of like Braxton Hicks for like months. Like it was just like a lot. And at the end it was just I mean, I cried every day, like for sure. Like, and not cry just like, like, oh, like I'm uncomfortable. Like cried, like I I don't know that I can do this. And then I was also like at the end having a lot of like really, really crazy, like 
fear about the labor and birth because I was just like, how can I possibly do this? Like if I start having contractions right now with my back like this, like I don't know that I can survive it. Like I genuinely was like, I don't know that I can do this. Like this is great. How am I going to push a baby out? Like I, and then I, I mean, honestly, like not to get like too heavy, but I do feel like throughout this pregnancy, like I've, I haven't really talked about this at all, but like I've made it clear to everybody that I was feeling really sick throughout the pregnancy. But I also haven't really talked to anybody about this other than like you and like Lauren and Susie. But like I felt as if I was having like pretty bad, like not pretty bad, but like some peripartum anxiety, whatever. It's it's basically like postpartum anxiety or postpartum depression during your pregnancy. Like, you know what I mean? I was like waking up in the night, like so fearful, like just thinking and like genuinely feeling like I was gonna like die. Like I was just like, I feel like I just had so many bad, scary thoughts and feelings. I felt so crippled with anxiety and like the pain was so overwhelming to me. It was just like, I was having a really hard time. Like I, when I say I was crawling to the finish line, I was crawling to the finish Like I was not, I was like not every appointment. I don't even know how you were crawling. It was, it was really like down to it in, in those last days there. It was like. I just felt very, very defeated emotionally, mentally, physically, the whole thing. And come to find out there was a reason for that. <laughs> well, so. well, sort of. Yeah. So, I mean, like, there was a lot of things, right? So, like, finding out that my iron levels were in the toilet and, like, my OB, whatever. I have a whole speech about that. Uh, it, listen, if you care, if you're someone that, like, is pregnant, plans to be pregnant, or is just a human and you feel like crap and your doctor is telling you that there's nothing wrong, I'll talk to you about iron, <laughs> Cause now I know all about it. So anyway, that's a whole thing, but the iron infusions, whatever, you know, every doctor's appointment I went to, I told them I felt terrible and that I felt really huge and not huge. Like not, I'm not like saying like, Oh my goodness, I feel so big. And it's like, well, yeah, you're nine months pregnant. No, I felt like, I don't know how to explain it. I, it felt like I couldn't carry what I was holding. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, it, my stomach felt so tight, like it was going to burst. Like I genuinely was just like, this is not normal. Like I've been pregnant before and it did not feel like, like this. Yeah. Like it was so, ugh, it was so uncomfortable. So, but then there was a true miracle. And like, on, so my due date was February 20th, which is my birthday. And what was it? Maybe like the 17th? I like woke up. No, I didn't wake up in the morning. This is what happened. In the middle of the night, Jace came in crying from a nightmare. And at the same moment, Emerson started screaming and I knew she had peed in her bed. (laughs) And I, so while you were comforting Jace, I jumped up, ran into the room, saw that she had peed and I lifted Emerson up. And then I went, oh my gosh, no, my back. And I went, wait a minute how did I just lift her up? Like, it was the weirdest thing. And then like, I gave her a bath and like, you changed the sheets on the bed and like, whatever. And we like fell back to sleep. And like that morning I woke up and I was like, 
it wasn't a dream. Like the baby had shifted down in the night off of my rib. Mm-hmm. And I felt like huge relief. Sweet relief. Like it gen- like it was a night and day difference. Yeah. And it's not like it was perfect. Like obviously if I still like, if you pushed on the area or if I moved yeah. in a really it was weird still way. Sprained, yeah, like it was, exactly. I was still injured there, but it felt nothing like it had that night when I went to bed. Yeah, you just didn't have a knee or an ankle kicking it. Exactly. Like legit. So like that was a huge answer to prayer because I just, that was my biggest thing that I was like freaking out about was just like, how am I going to have this baby? How am I going to have this baby when my back is like this? When my back is like this, like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And I then all of a sudden was just like, okay, I could do this. Like, I think I could do this. Like I have some relief. Like, you know, I still felt like crap, like in my body, but whatever, you know what I mean? Like I was just mostly freaking out about the back. So that in those last few days, then I was like, okay, I at least feel like I could do this. Like your mom flew in. I don't know. It's kind of a blur. We went for some, I was like even able to go for a walk. Cause that was another thing is like, I was like offended. Like I, when I went to my last OB appointment, she was like, oh, you know, like the head isn't even low, like whatever, like you're not, you're not dilated at all. Like you need to like do some lunges and do some squats and go for walks. And I was like, yo, did you not see me like bent at an angle and limping into this office? Like I can't do lunges and squats and go for walks. I can hardly get up the elevator to come here. Like that's how much pain I'm in. Like it was so like obnoxious. Like, you know what I mean? That they were like, just do some exercise. I was like, okay. But anyway, in those last few days, I was able to go for a few walks because my back got better. You said that was important. Like, oh, if I could just have a few days where I could like enjoy this or do anything before giving birth would be huge. Yes. And that was awesome that that worked out. Totally. It was like a huge answer to prayer, like for sure. And then like, Days before I started contracting, but it was like, you know, that like, is this really a contraction? I can't really tell. Yeah, you're having contractions for three days. It was basically three days of like, oh, kind of like, yeah, I think I'm having some contractions. Oh, but now I took a shower and they went away. Or like, oh, now they're kind of starting again. Oh, but then I, you know, went over here and they went away. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't consistent. I knew it wasn't like need to go to the hospital. I was feeling a lot of pressure and stuff. Which was making me nervous, right? I def- yeah. I felt really on edge those last few days, crazy on edge mm-hmm. because, and you were too. Oh, yeah. Because, well, why were you freaking out? I was scared because the, the hospital's 30 minutes away. So I was like, okay, I'm not delivering this kid in the car. Totally. Like, we've got to go as soon as you have anything. So then it was that scary part of like, okay, you're having contractions for three days. At what point do we say, okay, let's do it? Right. Like, and and then it was like, I was having some like, and with Emerson, it went really quick. Like it was like, I wasn't having consistent contractions, but I still went in and they were like, oh my gosh, you're like seven centimeters dilated. Like, so I was feeling scared that like, if my second one went that fast, how fast is my third one going to go? I'm freaking out. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was, I was nervous. I was nervous. So I called the OB a few times in there and they were kind of like, no, don't come in, whatever. And then... Sunday night, 
right? So Sunday night, we put the girls to bed. Both of our moms were there. My mom helped me like blow dry my hair. I like hadn't like washed my hair in like many days. She like blow dried my hair for me. And we were sitting around and I was, I felt like the contractions were getting more consistent, but they were not that painful. Like, it's like, that's a whole thing that they always say is like, if you can talk through them, then they're not, you know, like that intense. And I could talk through them for sure, but they were coming consistently for multiple to hours. To be fair, you could talk through anything, so. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. That's so true. It's like such a subjective thing to say. Like, can you talk through it? Like, I could probably talk through. A hurricane. Yeah, right. Like, if I was, like, physically in the cone of a tornado, a, I could a go. Hurricane or an earthquake right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so true, though. Like, it's just like. Yeah, of course I could talk through them. Like, <laughs> literally, we recorded a sweat episode through those back spasms, which was the worst pain. Like, that's basically like doing an episode while giving birth. Like, it really. Did you say the back spasms hurt more than birth? It, they hurt way more than any contraction I'd ever felt in my life, for sure. Oh my gosh, so much worse. Crazy. Now, granted, well, I'll get to that in a second, yeah. but. <clears throat> So I could talk through them, whatever I call, you know, whatever, this is boring. You know, we call, she tells you to wait and keep timing them and blah, blah. Finally, I just called and I was like, look, I'm coming in. You know what I mean? And so we decided to go, like both of our moms were there and they were kind of freaking out too. They're like, you just need to go. You just need to go. Like, this is like, you know, whatever. So we got in the car. I was sitting on a towel in case my water broke and we're driving to the hospital and I... On the drive, I had two or three, like, very painful ones and a lot, a lot of pressure that kind of freaked me out. Like, I was like, are we almost there? Like, oh, uh, like, it kind of, like, and you were a little bit like, yeah, yeah, we're almost there. Like, we were like, um, and so then we, like, check in. They get us in the room. They hook me up. They can see on the thing I'm having consistent contractions. They're like, yeah, for sure, whatever. But then they're like, you're only three centimeters dilated. And I was like, oh, and I was like, they're going to send me home because I think they – I don't know what the rule is, but I, they don't tend to keep you if you're under like five or six. You know what I mean? So I was like, they're going to send me home. But they were so like, I, started, I don't. Know if, <laughs> I oh. think you knew I was doing it, but I started pouring pouring it on. I was like, well, yeah, you know, she's been really having contractions. They've been really hurting. She can't talk through them. <laughs> yeah. and we live a half hour away, and <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. like, because Scott was like, please don't send us home because he but was sure freaked enough, out. Yeah, she said she was like, well, you guys live a half hour away. So I think we'll just keep it. She did because at first she goes, okay, this is what we're going to do. Let's watch you for two hours. And if you don't progress, we're going to send you home. But then she was like, well, hold on. Let me go talk to the doctor. And then she came back and she goes, you know what? This is your third baby. You are having consistent contractions. You guys live 30 minutes away. She's like, so I don't love that because it's like that's a minimum of an hour car time. And like she was like, your second baby did go fast. So she was like, let's just keep you. And we were both like, oh, good. Because I was just like, I was scared. I was scared. Like I was just like freaked out to drive 30 minutes home and then sit there and do what until then I freak out and drive 30, whatever. So we were glad that they kept us. They brought us into the labor and delivery room and, and then we had like six hours of waiting and then it was like six hours of was in it? the room yeah. it was a long time because i yeah. think by the time we got into the labor and delivery room it was maybe like midnight yeah and she was born at 8 30 that morning so it was yeah eight hours so we were in there for eight hours it was like <sighs> i don't know poor scott just pulled up a chair next to my bed and just dropped his forehead on the bed and like was snoring 
literal snoring. And I was like drifting in and out. I did, I got an epidural, praise be. Like, listen, ladies, I honor, I have friends that have, have birth stories all over the map. People that have had a baby at home, people that have had a baby in a birth center, in a hospital with no epidural, in a hospital with an epidural, whatever. I I love the epidural man. I love him. <laughs> I just, I love what he can provide for me. I love that service. Caitlin asked the parking guy if she could get an epidural. <laughs> Literally. So like, so my OB came in and she was like, all right, here's the deal. Like you're, yes, you are progressing. Your contractions are, we can see them clearly, blah, you know, all the things. We're going to break your water. Do you want your epidural before that? And I was like, well, yeah. Like <laughs> what? Like, sh- yes. You know what I mean? Like, of course I do. So epidural man came in. Scott got to stay this time. Yeah, it's just crazy. I've never been. They usually make the guy leave. Because I've heard of so many husbands going down. Yeah, passing out while it happens. So, but he made me sit in front of you, so I couldn't see anything. You were anyway. basically just hugging so, me. So, yeah, but it was, it was very nice cute. to be in there for it. It was very nice. I was happy that you were, like, in there with me for sure. Yeah. So, like, got the epidural. It wasn't bad, whatever. And yeah. then it was a great epidural. Good job to him, doctor, whatever your name is. Yeah, Those guys don't get enough, like, accolades afterwards. Yeah, I got the epidural. We're out. Well, because they had asked me when when I checked in. Remember, they were like, do you have a birth plan? And I was like, (laughs) if by birth plan, you mean get this baby out of me as safely and with as little pain as humanly possible. (laughs) Like, I made it clear to everyone. I said, listen, I have this rib situation. Like, I had a rib that popped out. And now it's like I have all these pinched nerves and all this. I was like, I am not looking to feel this I can't like I I have been through like this last month has been I can't she's not I'm done the nurse said what's your birth plan and she said to get this baby as fast as possible without any pain (laughs) yeah yeah I was like just do we gotta do and they were like they were like like, we love that birth plan that's our favorite birth plan I was like yeah just do whatever you gotta do trust you love you so you got the epidural (laughs) got the epidural was amazing then Scott's favorite part of the night Holy After I, so I got the epidural, you know, I'm laying there, I'm numbed. I felt decent. I do get these issues though. I have like major issues. We don't know if it's from the epidural or if it's from just labor. There's no way to know because I've always had an epidural, but my blood pressure, I also suffer from low blood pressure. Generally speaking, not suffer from, that was really dramatic. I just mean, whenever I go to the doctor, they're always like, your blood pressure is kind of low. And I'm like, it always is. So I always have kind of low blood pressure. And then when I'm in labor and or getting an epidural, my pressure tends to plummet a bit. And it always is like a little bit of a thing where they have to like watch it and whatever and all the things. So I was feeling numb, thank God, but crappy. Like I was... um my chin, remember, I, I was getting yeah. the chills and my chin like was chattering, like my teeth were chattering and I couldn't get it to stop. And I was like, my skin was like a flaming ball of fire mm-hmm. to the touch, but I was freezing. Yeah. It was just like a weird, yeah. I felt faint, whatever. But then Scott's favorite part of the night was the doctor comes in and says, okay, I'm going to break your water. And for whatever reason, they did that with my other two, but you weren't in the room for that either. Yeah, no. I think that I don't know why. They kicked you out for the epidural and the breaking of the water those other times. But so, and we should have given a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. Like if you're eating lunch, like (laughs) stop or turn this off or whatever, come back later. I don't know. But, um, or if you're a dude, you probably don't care. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, but so 
uh, luckily somebody gave us a warning beforehand and said, you know what? Like when they talk about your water breaking in the movies, it's like, you know, oh, it's this it's big gosh, thing. Yeah. Like, no, it's like, you know, it's not, it's like, it's a not that bit, dramatic, you know, not that dramatic. Well, they lied because they broke Caitlin's water and it was, I don't know. Niagara I, Falls. It was Niagara Falls. I feel so <laughs> weird even saying this. It, like it just kept going. And Scott going was and laughing going. like a 12 year old boy. It was, it was insane. And so they get done. Like, first off, the the doctor, I can't even say this stuff. You say it. The doctor's soaking wet. She literally, like, the water got all over her. Yeah. Like, it was. Like, it, off one side of the bed, off the other side of the bed. It was all over the floor. It was insane. They were taken off guard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they took, like, it was like five pounds of water. Yeah. And then the baby. I'm well, like, it was five pounds of water. And then they cleaned that up, whatever, da, da, da. They left us for a little while. They came back and they said that there was five more five pounds. Five more pounds, yes. So they were like, you had so much water. Like, oh my God. Like, it was crazy. And you know what, though? That felt like a relief, too. As soon as my water broke, you could physically see my stomach go down. And I felt better. Like, I, I had been saying the whole time, like, oh, like, I feel like I'm going to explode. Like, yeah. that was how I felt the whole end of the pregnancy. And it was, they were like, that is an abnormal amount of water. Yeah. They were totally thrown by it. it. it I don't even have words for it, but it blew my mind. Craze, 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 craze. So the water thing Scott has been telling everybody about, like, as soon as, like, Caroline came to visit in the hospital and Scott was like, car, car. When they broke her water, it sounded like this. And he like turned on the faucet and he was like, it was just rushing water. Like he it, was like a child. It was like a waterfall. It just kept going. It really was. It was crazy. So, okay. Epidural, water breaking. Then we spent many hours, you know, whatever. Half dozing off, half awake. Then I was vomiting. I literally almost vomited like on you, like you were snoring and I just started like puking. Thank goodness I had that bag thing. So like, yeah, I didn't feel good. I, I, I will say that like, was the labor awful? Absolutely not. I was happy to not be in physical pain, but was I feeling very sick? Yes. Like I said, the vomiting, the teeth chattering, my, at one point later, remember my OB walked in to check on me. And she was like, how we doing? Then she goes, whoa, your pressure is so low. And she like almost seemed annoyed at the nurse maybe that like it hadn't been brought to her attention. Like she was kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't like that. She was like, this pressure is really low. We're okay. We, um," she was like, sorry, honey, we have to do something about this. And like, they gave me something. I don't know. And so, so I really didn't feel well. Like that, I, I, that is a, an understatement. I felt really sick through the whole labor. Then it's like eight, eight o'clock in the morning, which we didn't even know that. I mean, it was like, we were delirious. We were kind of in and out. She kind of comes in. I'm like half asleep. And then all of a sudden, all I remember is the OB just being like, all right, you're ready to push. You ready to go? And I was like, huh? Like, I was just like, okay. uh." And like, Scott was still like asleep, basically. Like you were not fully with it. Like Neither were you. You were like. Totally. It was just. Yeah, that we were trying to wake up. I and so I was like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And so then she turned around to go do something, and I just looked at Scott and I started crying. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this right now. I was like, I feel so sick. I can't do this right now. And you were just like, it's okay. Like you can do it. You can do it. And so then I was just like, I'm just gonna do it. Like I just have to do it. You know. And like, and she was like, okay, like let's just do like a practice push or something. Like whatever. The point is, 
we did. And she was like, no, 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 you're ready. You're ready. Like, let's, okay, hold on. And then she like did the whole like break down the bed or whatever they do. I don't really understand it all. They bring in the nurse and the baby bed and just make sure we're all like set and ready to go. I start pushing. Do you want to tell them about the coughing? She starts pushing and like, it's going pretty quickly. And the doctor's like, okay, this is happening. Like some, some women push for hours. Hours. Yes. Like, and so we're like a minute in and they're like, this is going pretty quick. Like, okay, yeah. you're doing good. Like this is going to happen. Well, then Caitlin starts coughing. I have like, a coughing fit that broke my ribs. Yeah. Like initially, you know what she I mean? She coughs and like, whoa, that, that worked. Why don't you just keep coughing? And Caitlin's like, <laughs> gladly. Like yeah, she yeah, just keeps yeah. coughing and the baby is coming out like as she's coughing. <laughs> it was like insane. And then she was like, do you want to reach down? This is too, no, never mind. Yeah, Should yeah. I not? <laughs> Whatever. Gross. But then... So, all right. So the coughing is happening. I'm pushing. And then she's basically like, all right, like we're good. Like head is out one more push and you're done and you have your baby. And then all of a sudden she like pauses and she was like, I have a shoulder. And then she was like, can I get a shoulder in here? And the nurse starts yelling like shoulder, we have a shoulder. And, and then another nurse echoes it. And yeah. Yells, shoulder, shoulder. It was basically like a drill. Like yeah. it was like, but it wasn't a drill. It was a real thing. In 15 seconds. Yeah. There was 30 people. On it was room. insane. Like it was just like person after person. All of a sudden these like women and men and who everyone just appeared in the room yeah. and took on like, like two people started pushing on my belly in some certain way and like other people were doing other things. I don't even know exactly what was going on. People were everywhere. But what was crazy is like, so Scott had no clue. Like he was like, what? what? And I though, I had heard of a thing called shoulder dystocia, which is where the baby's shoulder gets stuck on the mom's pelvic bone. And it can be really crazily, crazily dangerous. Like babies have died like that. You know, like anything, there's like a real extreme on either end of how severe it can be. You know what I mean? But I heard the doctor speaking to another doctor who had come in and she was like, we have a right shoulder dystocia or, and then they were like, actually, and then someone was like, oh, it's a double shoulder, something like that. And then someone goes, is this a full body dystocia? And I was like, what the, like, I was like freaking out. And I started being like, I start crying and I was like, what's going on? Like, I was like, she's stuck. She's stuck. Like, and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my God. Like, I was like, I felt like I was losing it. And I just like looked at you and you were like, it's fine. They got it. They got it. But I knew that it was possibly not fine. You know what I mean? And, but then the next thing I knew, I can't she was you out. heard all of that. I, I, I was laser focused, like trying to hear everything that they were saying. Cause I knew. While giving birth. I was just trying to like make sense of what was happening. Was, I was like, was I know something like this is a big deal. You know what I mean? So then they all of a sudden they just pulled her out and they put her on me. And, but I immediately was like, it's her shoulder broken. It's her shoulder broken. Right. Like I didn't want to hold her right. and like smush her shoulder. Like I was like, and then I was like, maybe her collarbone's broken. Like I was freaking out. Like, so I was just like, is it her shoulder? Is it her collarbone? Is it broken? And they were like, we think she's fine, honey. We think she's fine. And then like, these two NICU people were like, we're from the NICU. We have to just look at her. And they just like grabbed her. Yeah. And I was like, go with them. And you like went with that. They stayed in the room, but yeah. went over to the thing and they immediately started what? They just tested her shoulders. It was, and it was like, they 
pull up her both hands, like, uh-huh. like hold her hands, and then she would pull them back down, you know? So okay. Like, they could tell that it wasn't, like, she was moving both yeah, arms. Yeah. Then they, like, actually started massaging her, like, collarbones or, okay. like, pressing on them or whatever. Yeah. And it, like, calmed her down Aww. rather than, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So they're, so they're like, clearly. They, I mean, it was very quickly. They're, like, she's good. She's fine, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Thank goodness. Oh, my goodness. I, so that, like, that freaked me out, obviously. Like, that was, like, a. That was really dramatic. I, so like, what freaked me out the most, I mean, the the scene of 30 doctors yeah. rushing in at once yeah. was, Horrifying. it's something I will never unsee. Yeah, like, no. the feeling of that yeah. was, it like, it hits you in your soul. Totally. Because like, um, it just more and more and more kept coming in and, like, taking up different positions and jobs. And I was, was like, filled, what yeah, is, yeah. Stuff. And what was, like, who you had mentioned earlier, you had said leading up to the birth, like, I, I'm just nervous something's going to happen. Like I had said, I feel like something is, there's something bad. I feel like there's something bad. Yeah. And then that hit and I was like, no, please God. Yeah. And yeah. So instantly I'm I just, feel like I'm crying. I'm just praying yeah. as hard as I can, but trying to keep a straight face. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, it's okay. They got it. And luckily, I mean, we had a great crew. Thank they were God. amazing. They yeah. were amazing. And I mean, thank God that that OB was on, like, cause she did a, she did some crazy freaking maneuver thing where she, she really got did. her out. Yeah. It was amazing. But like. And even the nurses, everyone was oh, just awesome and comforting and like, so and so nice. then, so, I mean, this all happens and it's crazy and they pull this baby out and they go, Oh, she's huge. She's huge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were like, wow. And so like, then they weigh her and they're like. 9.4 and everyone nine was like, pounds four ounces it was crazy it's a massive child it that's a big baby and like and like i'm only like five three you know what i mean like i'm somebody, not like that goes, tall that, yeah somebody goes that's a three-month-old yeah 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 they were like she just gave birth to a three-month-old like that's a big baby and like so listen there there's part of me that's like thank you god that that ob was on because she got her out and da 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 and then there's part of me that's like, did my OB miss this to begin with? Like, how was, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people have asked me that. Like, they've been like, did they not know that she was going to be that big? Like, the fact that she got stuck, like, that her shoulder got stuck is because she was so big. Like, why did nobody catch this? But there's also a lot of arguments for, you know, I've read a lot of stuff saying that there's really um, not – very accurate ways to know how big a baby is going to be that a lot of those, a lot of those like predictors are intend to be like pounds off. So it's like kind of pointless. Do you know what I mean? And so at the end of the day, I I don't know if they, if they missed something or whatever, but we're just obviously thankful that she got her out as quickly as she did. There was no oxygen deprivation, no broken shoulder, nothing. Yeah. They probably should have known, but they did a great job. They got her out. It probably would have been better to have a C-section. But right. they did a great job. Yeah. And everyone's safe and healthy and totally. You know, we'll take it. And they were they were amazing through the whole process. Totally. And then right after there was a little drama about her glucose, which I've heard is normal with bigger babies. Basically, they said if a baby is over a certain amount of weight, they check their glucose because I guess like if they're if they're that big, something like <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably saying this completely wrong, but like if they're that big, it's like they were taking in a lot while in the womb and so it's hard for them to maintain the glucose when they're out 
And so they can have these dips and they, they're kind of like loopy, like, right? Like, I don't know, something like that. So they took her glucose and they were like, okay, she's too low for her size. So we're going to try to feed her right away, which I did. But then they took her to the nurse. Oh, no, no. They had to give her, you you said, you were there. I wasn't there. They they gave her, like, I think gave her glucose. Yeah. Like it was like a gel. Yeah. And then she had to eat and whatever. It didn't come back up and then it did. And so she was fine. But it was a little dramatic for a few hours where they were like, we're going to have to give her some formula. And I was like, well, let me try to breastfeed. And then that wasn't enough. Whatever. Like it, but I was stressed about that for a few hours though, because they were saying to us, if this does not come up and maintain, then she is going to get sent to the NICU, which thank God we were at a hospital with an amazing NICU. Yeah. But obviously no one wants their kid to go to the NICU. You know what I mean? Like that's not like ideal. So I was like, well, let's try to avoid that. You know what I mean? So whatever, that was a whole thing. But so- what was crazy is as soon as the baby is born, nine pounds, four ounces, all of the <laughs> issues come into like, it's so become clear, right? Like truly the doctor was like, okay, how big that baby was and the amount of water that you had in you. No wonder my ribs, there was my no place back, left it was for just, your ribs. It was literally pushing your ribs out of place. It was just too much. Like my body just legitimately couldn't hold it all. Like it was just too much. Yep. So it just put so much pressure on my body. But but so then like instant relief. But like listen, it's done. the fact that I did not have back pain during my labor and that the epidural did help because they kept telling me, oh, well, the epidural will help. The epidural will help. And I was like, well, no, the rib is above where they put in the epidural. Like that's the fact that I was able to get through and I was able to push and all of those things and I was okay Thank you, God. Yeah. Truly. Now, after the birth, when Scott went with her into the nursery and stuff like that, I had a really rough couple of hours. Like, I was really out of it. Like, my blood pressure was still, like, so low that I was just, like, I was, like, vomiting really bad. Like, and, like, you know, you were in the nursery with her because they were dealing with the glucose. I was vomiting really bad. I, like, really couldn't keep any anything down. I was just really sick feeling. Like I, my nurse was talking to me and I was just kind of like, huh? Like I was just so tired, loopy out of it. I felt really sick. And that was like, I don't want to say that was a low because it was such a high that like, thank God the baby's here. Like she's safe, she's healthy. But then I was so sick that I was just like, Like, I didn't feel like I could hold her. Like, I was like, if they brought her to me right now, I wouldn't be able to hold her. Like, I feel so sick. Like, I was just like, not, it wasn't great. But then like, I got to my room and after a few hours, I just slowly perked up. And by that night, I felt like a new person. I really did. Like, and it was crazy because it was like, she was born on her due date on my birthday which is Amazing. really special. It's really Amazing. crazy. Like, it's really, really crazy. On her due date, on your birthday. So you guys share a birthday, which is so cute. So cute. February 20th. February 20th. How do you feel about that, sharing a birthday? I love it. Really? Oh, Some I people would hate it. Like, I'm not going to share my birthday. No, I mean. I'm going to lose all my whatever. What do I care? I'm like 30 something. Like, it's like, no, I love that. I think it's so cute and special. I, I just, I feel bad. I just want to be careful because it's like. Jace's birthday is three days from yours. Yeah. And then the baby shares with me and I don't want Emmers to feel like 
she like anything. Also, I don't want her to have any feelings Emerson about that. Emerson has your name as her middle name. You Ex- know? Like, yeah, like my we share a middle name. Yeah, exactly. So no, it's so true. And also, I don't really feel like that's something Emerson would care about. <laughs> like, yeah. but um. So anyway, she was here. Should we talk about her name? So, you know, whatever. We were in the hospital. We had a wonderful experience. We loved the hospital. We loved all of our nurses. They were so delightful yeah, and helpful. Shout out to Morristown Hospital. They were shout amazing. out. They were so great. We were, like, very pleased with our care there, and everyone was awesome. Highly recommend. We came <laughs> home and, like, introduced her to the girls, and it was, like, really special. I But I would say, like, the first 48 hours after we got home, I was, like, not in a great mental space i was crying a lot like i felt there really overwhelmed so much yeah i felt really and you're rid, bewildered and then you were coughing and like- oh yeah then after we got home i had a really really bad coughing fit that next day 24 hours after i had her and i felt like i hurt definitely not as badly but i hurt a different spot like a different rib i was feeling like a similar pain definitely not as intense but you know then i was like looking it up and stuff and they're like it is common after you've delivered, you know, everything is like real loose and like moving around and trying to readjust and stuff. And so it makes sense that like you would have. And I think whatever. it was just hard because it was like, you had pushed, like, I don't know if I'm going to make it to the finish line. Yes. I just got to get to the finish line. I don't know if I'm going to make it. And then you make it to the finish line. You're like, finally I'm free. And yes. then. Oh, no, I'm not done. Yeah, like, and then I, when I had that coughing fit and then I could tell that I hurt myself again, I I broke. Like, I was like, no, no. Like, I was like, I can't, I, I can't, I can't. I can't. always the, like, the toughest thing when you think you're done <laughs> yep. and then you're not. That's that's one of the hardest things. Yeah. When you think you, you've you passed the finish line and then there's more to come. Yeah. It's like you let your guard down or Totally. You know, it's it's one of the most difficult things. So that was that was tough. But – very quickly started to very quickly started yeah. to perk up for sure. And I mean, like it helps that I can take like ibuprofen, obviously, like and help with the pain and stuff like that. And I'm doing well now. Like today we are like as of recording this, she's like, what, five days old? Yeah. And I took like I took Emerson to a birthday party this morning. Like I got out of the it's house like yeah. and everyone was like, oh, my gosh, like. You look like you feel better. Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, these were, like, all the moms from, like, preschool drop-off. And they saw me, like, literally looking pretty rough at the end there. Like, really struggling. And they were like, you seem like you feel better. It's funny. Like, my mom said, like, you are glowing post-pregnancy. Like, <laughs> oh. after, your pre- after giving birth, you just look like you have the pregnancy glow. It's, I, it's I feel so much better. Like I'm like sleeping. I mean, I'm not sleeping a lot because the baby doesn't like to sleep. But I mean, like when I am sleeping, I'm comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was so uncomfortable over so yeah. long. But even that. So we've navigated mm-hmm. like some of the sleep stuff. We're trying to figure all that out. Eating like all the all the normal, oh all the normal struggles, struggles of course that, you know come along so we're navigating it but we got an awesome support system yes all right so great. should we tell yeah. about her name yes you can do it me okay so her name's Parker Sage she's so cute so okay the name basically as you know I mean it's not a secret Scott and I love like gender neutral type names like our their daughters are Jace and Emerson which are obviously like gender neutral names so. I felt pretty strongly going into naming this baby that I wanted something gender neutral to maintain that like vibe. 
I didn't want a name that started with either a J or an E because I felt like, well, I don't want like two kids to share a letter and then be like have one odd man out, which that's an arbitrary rule, but I just wanted that. Then I wanted to make sure there was no like rhyming. Like for a while I was like, let's name her Remy. I love the name Remy. But then I was like, oh wait, like sometimes we call Emerson Emmy. We can't have an Emmy and a Remy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so like, I was like, okay, I can't rhyme, you know, whatever. And then for a little while we were saying Sage, that we would name her first name Sage, which I really love, but I felt like it sounded too much like Jace, which I realized they don't rhyme, but they're like opposite sounds. Like it's just or suh, <laughs> Wait, I just, whatever. The point is the letters are like flip-flopped yeah. and it sounded like, I was like, if you have like Jay Sage at Emerson, it's kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. I just thought that if we were calling them in the yard, they wouldn't be able to decipher their names. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, Parker was actually a name that we've had on like, so I've had like a note in my phone of like baby names since like before we even had our first, you know what I mean? And Parker's been on the list of girl names since before we even had Jace. I always liked it, but for whatever reason, we just always kind of like, like with Jace, we really wanted to go with Jace because of like the meaning and the timing of her being born and the J and my brother Joe and all of that. And then it was still on the list for when we had Emerson, but for whatever reason, we just like landed on Emerson and it's like so fitting for her and whatever. So Parker was always the thing we kept coming back to, but for whatever reason, we're having trouble pulling the trigger on it. And then this whole pregnancy, we just kept being like, she's Parker, she's Parker. And then we'd be like, oh, what about this name? What about this name? And then we'd be like, oh, well, I don't know about this or I don't know about that. Or then we were nervous that Parker, like, did we know too many boys with the name? And then- and For a long time, we <laughs> thought it was too, it was not gender neutral, but it was too much of a boyish name. Yeah. But then it's really turned to- be more of a female name. So yeah. we're like, oh, okay. We just kept, we just kept wanting like that perfect, like we want something gender neutral that's perfectly gender neutral. You know what I mean? That's not like so too boyish, but it's like, that depends on where you are in the country. That depends on who you happen to know. That depends, you know what I mean? And so like, we finally just kind of like got to a place where we were like, listen, who cares? Like, who cares if, like we know more boys named Parker than girls or more girls named Parker than boys or, or whatever, or what someone's going to think, or if what, like we like it. I think it sounds really beautiful. Like Jace Emerson Parker. It's like, I feel like they go together. They're all like kind of in like a theme. And also I think another reason though, that we were really drawn to the name was because like, we felt like it had a beautiful meaning, which is funny. Cause if you just Google Parker, you'll think, the meaning is park keeper. How is that beautiful? But I'll never forget this. When we, I was first, first, first pregnant, like not showing, I don't think anybody even knew. You and I were out for like a date night and you were like, Parker. And I was like, the thing that stinks about it is that it's not a great meaning. It just means park keeper. And you said, well, what is a park? It's like a, it's a peaceful place. And so if she's like the keeper of it, it's like, she's the keeper of a peaceful place. Like, wouldn't you, that's a beautiful meaning. Yeah. I think that's why I was so drawn to it. And so it's, it's just so powerful. Like that's who I would want her to be is like, 
the keeper of peaceful things. I keeper it, of peaceful, peaceful places. It like made me cry then. It makes me cry now. Like I do feel like our kids' names, meanings are very important to us. And like, I do feel like they've so much grown into the meaning of their names. Like Jace's name means a healing. And she's so, Jace is very emotionally aware and like sensitive and cares for people and like notices when like someone is sad or whatever. And she does have like a healing way about her. Like she's very gentle and sensitive and kind and sweet in that way. And, like, Emerson's name means brave and powerful. And, like, if you've ever met her, like, oh, my gosh. Like, she's the brave. We were in Colorado last summer, and she was doing a rock wall, and random dads were stopping to be like, my 8-year-old son was too scared to do the rock wall. Like, she's three. Like, it was like, she's so, like, Emerson is such a force in that sense. And it's like, she's really grown into that. And so then the thought of having, like, a third one whose name means essentially, like, peaceful like we were like yeah that sound that feels right you know what I mean and then sage you know meaning wise and I just like yeah sage has multiple meanings but we really clicked with that the wisdom one like a wise sage you know and just hopefully you know I, I hope that she's smart or whatever but I really hope that she's wise like that she makes good decisions that she's you know just those things. And I think Sage too, it's, you know, has kind of a spiritual component. Like a lot of people believe that it's just like healing, mm-hmm. like a, it's just a good, beautiful, whatever. And so I really love that. I love the color Sage. I love the plant Sage. I just thought, so yeah. I really, I almost wanted to go with Sage as a first name, but we just loved Parker so much that we, we had to go with it. I think we just felt like in the end, we were like, Parker is a name we keep coming back to. And we've always come back to, even since we had our first baby that I feel like this is who she is. Like, it's like, we've been waiting for her to come. You know what I mean? And she, I'm like getting emotional. Like, you know what I mean? And now she's here. And now she's here. And God gave us three girls. And we love her. And it's like, look, so we are what? Five days. What did yeah. I say? I had a baby five days ago. So like, listen, we are delirious. We're exhausted. She doesn't like to be put down, but as Scott said, and I, I will remember this quote forever. She doesn't like anyone to, to, to put her down. She really would just, she's thrilled to just be held all the day long. And S- Scott was like, I mean, is it that she's a bad sleeper or is it that she's just a really amazing cuddler? And I'm like, yeah, let's go with that. Like, let's go with that. We have our little Parker Sage, who's just a really top notch, amazing, A++ cuddler. That's right. Does not ever want to be separated from another human. I'm happy with that. Hope she, she never changes. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I'm sure that's that's going to be a roller coaster of stuff, right? But I'm just I'm thankful that today I feel good emotionally. I really do. I feel pretty. I feel pretty great physically. I mean, I still have some pain, but considering where I was, I'm a new person. You know, like. So I feel good physically. I feel good emotionally. I feel like we've had a lot, a lot of support and help. Thank God your mother has been here with us for the whole week. We would have absolutely died without her. My mom has been coming in clutch with just a lot of like so many school pickups and drop-offs and all that stuff. Like, holy moly, K 
Caroline, Caroline like came and held her for so we could sleep for three, four hours last night. Like even our family far away, like everybody's everyone's pitched in, so in different supportive. ways. Yeah. And you know, we're very blessed that we have family around us. We realize just, you know, that we are blessed in those ways. And a lot of people don't have that. But you know, I think that's why it's also so important to, to get involved in a community. We mm-hmm. have our life group, you know, yeah. we're involved in a church and even past churches, you know, totally. life groups and stuff. Um, you know, it's just, I don't know how we would do it without that help and support, you know? And so it's like, I, I want everybody to be a part of communities. Totally. It's know. like, we would, no, we would have absolutely died without. There's no way. There's no way. No, totally. Yeah, it people was... are amazing. We're so grateful. Totally. And, you know, just, you know, thankful to God, like, you know. Oh, please, beyond God. It's a lot of prayer and not just for the end result. Like, obviously, we prayed for that, but for you through Mm -hmm. it to give us the strength. You know, I think that's one of the things a lot of times we pray or I even struggle like, Mm -hmm. you know, with different things about prayer, how it works or whatever. But Mm -hmm. a lot of times you just pray, God, give us the strength to get us through this. Yeah. Like, just help us to press on. And I think he definitely did that. Absolutely. Oh, a hundred percent. Like his hand was all over it. And, you know, even just something as like stupid as like, I, you know, I kept making jokes. Like, I just really don't want to have a baby in the car. I don't have a baby in the car, but you know, seeing what happened with her shoulder dystocia, like it really is like that truly, That would if I had got, if they had sent me home, Right. Like, let's say that at on whatever night that was, they had been like, just go home. If I had gone home and, you know, waited too long to go back and God forbid, like something had happened like that, like that wouldn't have been. That would have been a very, very, very different story. You know what I mean? It's just like God, I feel like had his hand on us and protected us and protected Parker and just. Just all of the things, you know, like, and I, when we were leaving the hospital, when we checked out of the hospital, you went and got the car and I was waiting in the wheelchair with the guy, which was so funny that they like, whatever. It was just so funny. I, by the time you brought the car around, I was crying. Like, and you were like, what happened? What's the matter? And I was just like, like, did that guy do something? Right. And I was just like, I just like, I was crying tears of just like so much relief and thankfulness and gratitude. Like I was just like, I can't believe like we're leaving with our baby and she's okay. And I'm okay. Like I just, there was so much anxiety and so many problems and questions and things. And it was just, and like some moms might listen to this and be like, yo, relax. Like I had way more traumatic, dramatic story. Like my kid had a way worse thing. Like, and I, I completely honor that, but like, and that is so true. Like I 100% know that there are people that have gone through and are going through far, far more insane birth type situations and stories. You know, I have one friend, whatever, I don't want to get into it, but there's this one friend on Facebook that I have whose daughter has been in the NICU for six months. And it's just, I pray for her all the time. It breaks my heart, you know, but anyway, I realize that there's far more, severe situations than ours but even in ours god was there walking us through it one of the biggest things as we wrap this up you know it's one of the biggest things i learned is this gives you a healthy respect for that totally because everybody's situation is their own right no matter what situation you're in there's always somebody that has it worse so of course yeah you have to take your own situation seriously and go okay you mm-hmm. know like we're surrounded by people that love and will help us and mm-hmm. da, da, da. we have a faith and we trust God and we can pray and believe that he'll help us and stuff. And 
other people don't have that. How do they mm-hmm. go on? You know, so your situation's your own. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also gives you respect for that, right? Mm-hmm. So we were so scared that our, our child might have to go to the NICU mm-hmm. for a day for glucose. Like, right. big right. deal, you exactly. know? But to us, it was a big deal in the moment. Yeah. And so when we hear a friend who's been in the NICU for six months, yeah. what that does is it causes me to pray so hard for those people. It's so true. And like, I think that's the hope is that, one, that we would take our situations and it would like give us perspective on other people's situations yeah. and hopefully compassion on that. Totally. You know, so that we can lift each other up and, oh, yeah. and can continue to, to, you know, press through that. And then second, I think the prayer really so many times as Americans or, you know, a lot of faiths, we pray for the end result, yeah. which I had been doing. But like a big part of prayer is that he will give us the strength. Yeah for whatever the path is, yeah, you know, and the end result we care about, but we need him in those moments. There's that, yeah. that verse that says, God will not give you more than, than you can handle. That's not actually the biblical thing. What, <laughs> yeah. what, what we pray for is God, give me the strength for whatever I need to handle. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think hopefully these situations rewire us and, and we do, we realize that so many situations are worse. So many people, so many people, I think of even I, one more thing is just, the era that we live in, oh, that we yeah. have the medicine, the oh, equipment, yeah. whatever, you know, people 20 years ago, mm-hmm. 50 years ago, a hundred years ago, totally different birthing situations. Oh my gosh. So yeah. completely understanding and so, so grateful. I just, yeah, feel filled with, like you said, relief mm-hmm. and gratitude mm-hmm. and joy. Yeah. Thank you, God. Totally. We're thankful <laughs> for you her, friends. for you guys, all the things. Sorry if this was long and boring, but I know that, hey, I'm a woman. I love hearing people's birth stories. I'll listen to someone's birth story all day long. So this is our story of our little Parker Sage, and she's here, and we love her. Can't wait for y'all to meet her. Yes. And her to meet you guys. So. Talk soon, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CaitlinElliott.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, if you want to toss us a five-star rating, I would love you forever. Check us out next week for another new episode. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at so.what.else. Editing and all that stuff by Matt Carpenter with Parable Productions. Parable Productions.